Okay, look at your five senses and I want you to tell me one thing for each of the five senses that you have a taste for. Mm. What is it? What is it that excites you visually? Listening to, smelling, tasting, feeling. And it's that simple process of getting them to go through their five senses and think of all the things that they like and that they're drawn to starts that creative energy flowing for them and now we can start unlocking those little things and say okay well what is it that you want mm -hmm. that, you know and then they can they can start slowly doing that but you're right so many of us we never we never gave ourselves permission to do it Welcome back to Journey of a Fearless Female. I am your host, Paola Rosser, and this week, my guest is Sandra Bruce. She is a midlife mindset guide. She brings a powerful and informative approach to her work. With a background in child and youth work, she made a strategic move from the public to the private sector, focusing on customer service. Over the course of two decades, she has honed in her skills in customer service and management while raising two wonderful boys. Now, Sandra's mission is to help women embrace their midlife chapters with enthusiasm and make the most of their transformative period. Known as the fairy godmother of midlife, Sandra is dedicated to empowering women and helping them rediscover the queens within themselves. Through her business, Queeninger VIP offers a range of inspiring programs designed to provide fun, education, personal development, wellness tips, and gourmet experiences all aimed at celebrating every woman. Please welcome Sandra. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I am excited to have you. Let's go back to the beginning of your fearless journey. Be before you became the queen of midlife, um, where did this all begin for you? So, you know, it really started in 2011 and I had a, a suicide death in my family. My cousin, who we were really, really close, took his life at 30, 49, pardon me, and I was 39 and that really shook me. That, that completely rocked my world. I stopped everything and I went, holy crap, what is happening? I, yeah. I really, I couldn't even consider what had just happened. But it also started me on a journey of really realizing that life is short. Yeah, We all know that and we say that all the time, but we really don't understand it until something tragic like that happens in our life. And you go, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I don't know if I'm going to have tomorrow to do all the things that I want to do. Yeah. I really need to start looking at my life now. So I started on that little bit of a journey of really being mindful, being present, seeing what was happening in my life. And I turned 40 the next year. And that really was that beginning of what am I doing with my life? Mm. What? is meaningful in my life you know other than my children what really what kind of legacy am I leaving in my life I had a great career working management and customer service in a big corporate company I was traveling all the time you know had a house had a husband everything looks great but there was something that just kept gnawing at me and I really embraced the carpe diem mm -hmm. mantra of seizing the day making sure that I embraced everything that I could. 
And there was, but there was still something nagging at me. So fast forward a few more years, about 40, at 45, I sat in my cubicle and I literally sat there and I said, I'm done. And I'm done. I just didn't know what I was done with, but I was done. And earlier that year, I had uh, I'd made a New Year's resolution. I'd said, this is the year of decluttering. I announced to the family, we are decluttering the house. There's too much stuff. Got to clean it out. So that was the beginning of 2017. By midway through 2017, I had decided I was done. And... The decluttering wasn't actually just the decluttering of the house. The decluttering was the decluttering of my life. Wow. Everything fell apart that year. Everything. Um, my marriage fell apart. Mm. Um, I, I actually, I walked away from my marriage. I walked away from my career. A lot of the things that I had enjoyed in my life, sports and activities, they kind of fell away. And I really just started on this discovery of who is Sandra? Like, yeah. who am I? What, what is it that I want in my life? What is meaningful for me? What gets me excited in the morning? And so that journey really was just incredible. I, I don't want to say I spiraled out of control, but I was pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, I really, <laughs> I felt like I was having a midlife crisis. Half the time I was sitting there thinking I'm losing my mind. Um, menopause symptoms started happening around that time. And, you know, I'd go to the doctor and I'd say, well, you know, I'm having this symptom or I'm having that symptom. And she'd say, oh, well, you know, you're 45, you're at that age. You're probably going to start going through menopause. These things are normal. And I'm like, but I don't want this to be normal. I don't accept that I have to live with hot flashes and I have to live with leaking a little bit when I laugh. That That's not cool for me. <laughs> I gotta do <laughs> right. something about this. <laughs> so yeah, so I kind of decided, no, 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 no. I'm not taking this. And as I hit 50, that's when it really just sunk home that I am not done. I am just getting started. I was done with my life before. But I'm not done with life. I am just starting to understand who I am. I'm just starting to embrace my power. And there is so much to be done to help other women who are going through this. Because, you know, Hela, if I'm going through this and I went through this experience, I guarantee there's at least one other woman out there who's got the same experience, who feels like she's losing her mind, who feels like she's in a crisis, and nobody's listening. Yeah. No, everybody is saying it's just menopause. You'll be fine. Yeah. I think the power of social media, which is what I love about it. It also has so many negatives to it, but it has such a beautiful, positive community of where people are starting to become more authentic, raw, honest, and they're sharing what they're going through in hopes that somebody else out there can resonate. And the beauty of the social media platforms is that there's so many people out there that it does resonate with, you know, right. the, the idea of like waking up and knowing that, yes, on the outside, everything looks great. I have the house, I have the husband, I have the job, I'm making the money, yeah. everything's great. But inside, I think all of us have that nudge, that soul calling that says there's more to life than just the house, the husband, the job, the money. There's more to life. And I think we all have that inkling, that 
push. Um, I like that Travis calls it GPS. God pushing yeah. you softly. You know, God is pushing you softly because they're, it's trying to tell you source, the divine spirit, whatever you want to call it is yep. telling you that your job isn't done yet. Like your soul's purpose isn't mm -hmm. complete. I mean, because we've been brainwashed to believe that our soul's purpose is to get a job, get married, have kids, have the house yeah. and the whole picket fence. But honestly, that doesn't, that's not calling your soul. And it wasn't calling your soul, which is exactly. why you started to have those existential questions. Like, what is my purpose then? Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's not a one size fits all. Mm -mm life is not a one size fits all and it's unique for everybody and everyone has their purpose and we get wrapped up in life so deeply like there was a long time I didn't have fun I didn't allow myself to have fun because I was a mom I was a wife I was a career person I was a manager I had responsibilities I didn't have time to have fun nor was it right for me to have fun because I'm supposed to be the adult mm -hmm. and you know it got to a point where I forgot that having fun is okay and we're <laughs> all allowed to have fun right and you know it's it's those little things in life that you go wow we really as a society have gone to the far extreme and really have put this weird paradigm into existence yeah. and women unfortunately tend to be the ones that fall into it so deeply because we've been told we're the mothers we're the caregivers we are the ones who maintain the household right that's been going on for for centuries for millennia yeah. and but now we're starting to see, and it's so nice to see that women are really saying, no, 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 wait a second. I'm important too. And I want to be considered important. I want to make sure that I carve out time for me and doing things that fill my soul and my purpose. Yeah. I have a lot of clients, uh, female clients who are in like their late 40s, 50s, mm -hmm. even 60s who come to me and they, you know, one of the first questions I ask them in the beginning of the program is what are the desires of your heart? Like what makes your soul sing? And a lot of them kind of give me this blank stare. Like they havenven't thought of that. They don't know. They, yeah. Because they've spent so many years putting themselves in the back burner. You know, yep. it's like my husband, my children, the dog even has more precedence than they do. <laughs> You know, and they're so busy trying to take care of everyone that they forget to take care of themselves. And, you know, eventually either their body gives out or something, mm -hmm. you know, catastrophic happens, like, you know, either death in the family, like you experience or a divorce, like you experience, or they get a disease because yeah. they've been so busy ignoring themselves. And it goes back yeah. to like what I also teach with my clients. I talk, talk to them about um, Dr. Em um, Emoto his mm -hmm. experiments of water and yes. rice and the one that turns black the most is the neglected water with rice and what are yeah. we doing we are neglecting ourselves 
you know, we don't want to do self-care. We don't want to invest in ourselves. We don't even want to go to the spa because, oh, that's too much money. And little Billy needs braces. And it's like, Mm -hmm. what the heck? Like you also need to fill your cup in order to serve others. You can't. I mean, we constantly get told these little ideas like fill your cup first, put the mask on first. And yet it is so hard for women to do it. Absolutely. You know, and we see it time and time again. And especially these days where we have a generation where people are living longer. So now we are, we have this situation where a lot of women are stuck in a sandwich, Mm -hmm. right? They're having kids later in life. So they're maybe at 40 or 50 and have younger kids at home, but their parents are living longer. So they're aging parents, but they need someone to care for them. So now you've got these women who they're being pulled either side because they've got people needing them and then they don't take care of themselves, you know, and yes, they may have a partner, but a lot of times those partners are part of that patriarchy. And I don't want to belabor the patriarchy, but they've also grown up predominantly in homes where men had their roles and women had their roles and women were the caregivers and men were the breadwinners. Exactly. Right. And so now we're seeing that and so many women not hearing the messages. Right. And it's, I love how you said that, um, God pushing you softly. And it is, it, it starts out, you know, kind of gently little things here and there that you need to listen to. And the more you ignore it, the louder it gets and the louder (laughs) it gets until you get something where you have a disease or there's a death or you lose a marriage or something catastrophic happens where you finally have to stop and say, holy, I got to, I got to reevaluate. Yeah. I was just listening to the book life after life with Dr. Moody. And he talks Mm -hmm. a lot about near death experiences, which is something that I'm like, so fascinated by, but he talks about people who have had a near death experience and they come back and they're like, Oh, I need a revolutionize my life I haven't been doing it you know what I mean and they have this like extraordinary experience and they're like you know they want to come back and completely change their life Um, but he also says like why do you have to wait till you die to have that near-death experience to transform your life and same thing with us like why do we have to wait for that catastrophic event whether it be a disease or a divorce or a death Mm -hmm. wow that's all the three d's (laughs) dd But, you know, why does it have yeah. to be one of the three D's before you actually start having those questions of right. what is my true purpose? You know, and I think that as a society, we have completely derailed all humans into believing that, like you said earlier, one size fits all, get the job, get, yeah. get the degree, get the job, get the cubicle, you know, work yeah. there until you retire. And that's, you know, the, the plan for everyone. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately the people that are following that, like 80 to 90% of them are depressed. They're suicidal. They hate life. They're thinking they're waking up every morning, sitting on the side of the bed, thinking this cannot be it. They're living to die instead of dying to live. Oh, beautifully said. Right. It's, it really, it's that shift in thinking where, I gotta, I gotta be excited about living. Mm-hmm. I'm not living just to exist. I am living to experience life, you know? 
in 2021, af after I had my big breakdown and, and everything fell apart, my new husband and I, we actually went really out of our comfort zone. We sold everything we had and we bought a boat and we live on a boat. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people, my ex-husband included, because I had, you know, my boys were 17 and 20 at the time. Actually, when I told him, said, is that really the right way to raise children? Oh, God. <laughs> and I went, hang on a second. Hey, they're not children. They're 17 yeah. and 20. But it's really none of your business because it doesn't conform to what you think is normal. Doesn't mean that it's not normal. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people that live on a boat. Yeah. There's 35 of 35 boats here year round in our marina alone. So it's not like it's something odd. It's just something unconventional. Yes. But it's and following it's, my dream. It's following my purpose. It's following my heart. Exactly. I think right? it, it's scary for others. And I talk about this too, is that it's when you are trying to leave the tribe, when you're trying to leave the norm, when you're trying to leave the cave, everyone's like, oh my God, don't do that. It's so scary, <laughs> right? They're so afraid yeah. to let you go do that. And, you know, and if you look down in history, they were afraid of the light bulb. They yes. were afraid of cars. What do you mean you're going to give up your horse and carriage? They were afraid of computers. They were afraid mm -hmm. of the internet. They were afraid of cell phones and flat screen TVs. Every time there's been an evolution in technology, humans have been afraid mm -hmm. of change. And it's just normal yeah. for us. We are afraid of change. We're afraid of doing the opposite of what everyone's doing. If all the sheep are going down this way and it must you must be the right thinking, way, right? You And you're trying <laughs> to take a different trail. They're going to be afraid. No, no, no. They're more afraid for themselves than they are for you because they've never seen anyone in their reference or their frame of mind do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So of course they're going to first say all the doubts and everything. Like I remember when my <laughs> husband was getting a divorce. Um, well, he told me this yes. is that when he was telling his parents, you know, who grew up in the fifties and divorce was absolutely not something that no. you do. And he was like, I'm getting a divorce. His mom and dad were like, oh my God, the kids, they're going to be you know, <laughs> drug addicts and dropouts and they're going to oh be my. abusers and all this other stuff thinking that, you know, because they had been so brainwashed to believe that anyone mm -hmm. who gets a divorce, the children were going to suffer. And, you know, to this day, I still, I look at his kids and they're the most well-rounded, respectful, beautiful souls and yes, it had an effect on them. Yes, there was a lot of healing that needed to be done. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was a lot of like conversations that needed to be had between, you know, his dad and the boys, like it wasn't your fault. I just, you know, wasn't your fault. And, but at the same time, they're not drug, de drug dealers. They're not drug addicts. They're not, they didn't like, you know, get a, an ugly stepmomster. Like I'm a great stepmom, <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. all these things that we've been, you know, drilled in our head to believe Mm -hmm. And so when someone does the opposite, they're kind of scared, right? But look at you, you're thriving. Yeah. I would love to live on a boat. Who doesn't want to be rocked it's, to sleep? <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It has its moments, mind you, but it's, it's pretty cool. But, you know, it's, again, it's going back to what excites me, what my desires are, what I want for my life, what my, what adventures I want to go on, you know, yeah. and one, that's one of the things that I work with with my clients as well as I get them to same as you they don't know what they want because they've never allowed themselves to do that so I start them off really small and I say okay 
look at your five senses and I want you to tell me one thing for each of the five senses that you have a taste for. Mm. What is it? What is it that excites you visually? Listening to, smelling, tasting, feeling. And it's that simple process of getting them to go through their five senses and think of all the things that they like and that they're drawn to starts that creative energy flowing for them and now we can start unlocking those little things and say okay well what is it that you want mm -hmm. that, you know and then they can they can start slowly doing that but you're right so many of us we never we never gave ourselves permission to do it yeah, yeah. so at what point were you deciding like okay now I really have to help others you know when I when I hit 50 and 50 was that, that real pivotal moment. Like I've always been of service to people. That's, that's kind of what I think I want to call it my DNA. <laughs> um, you know, right from, right from childhood, I was in brownies and girl guides and St. John ambulance. And, you know, so I always had a desire to help. I was a candy striper in the hospital. I always wanted to help people. I went into child and youth work because I love psychology and I wanted to help kids who were having emotional and social issues and things like that I did find that being in the in the public sector and social work I wasn't quite ready for that at the time which is where I moved into corporate and again customer service being of service to others it it was my DNA and when I got to that point in 17 where I just said I'm done I'm done with what I'm doing I'm done with sitting in this cubicle I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do next, but I always knew that it had to involve being with other people, helping other people. And when I had that almost an epiphany at turning 50 about women and menopause and reflecting back on what had what I had gone through and thinking that I was in this midlife crisis, losing my mind, so unsettled feeling very lonely, uh, lost, feeling like there was nobody else out there to help me. That's when I decided no one, no other woman should have to go through that. And it all came back full circle of this is what I, this is what I was born to do. I was born to serve. I was born to help other people. You know, my counseling skills came back through my child and youth work education where now I can help coach other women. I can help guide them through what's going on with their midlife journey. And I call yeah. it now my midlife metamorphosis because I realize now I was never in a crisis. I was just in a metamorphosis changing from who I was before to the queen that I am now. Yeah. yeah. I love that visual of metamorphosis because you could see like a butterfly yeah. coming out of the cocoon and it's such a beautiful, you know, realization when you know yeah. that like, I want to help others. I think a lot of coaches have that feeling of like, I don't want anyone to suffer the way I suffered, you know, yeah, and exactly. I, that's the reason why I became a coach because I'm like, I don't want anyone to go through what yeah. I went through. And I think that most coaches really do have that, that in them to serve others, you know, yeah. to like really, really serve others. And 
I love coaching. And I know that, you know, coaching, if you're listening to this, hiring a coach is like helping you get to the next level. Like she has the cheat sheet on how to get to that next level rather than spending years trying to discover it on your own and doing the reading and all the stuff that she's already done. Uh Right. So um, as we wrap up, right. (laughs) As we wrap up this episode, what would be your nugget of wisdom that you would leave to the women who are listening today or men? Cause I know men listen and watch. (laughs) You know what? I would say, give yourself the permission to put yourself first. We are all born to be bold in our own beautiful way. And don't ever think that oh, I could not dream that, or that's too big for me. Because if you have the vision in your mind, then it is there for you. You only have the vision that is there for you. You don't have somebody else's vision. So if it's there in your mind, go for it. Give yourself the permission, put yourself first and really embrace the queen agent that's in you. I love that. And I love that you said that vision is there for a reason. Um, I think a lot of people tend to think like, oh, if I, if I get this and it takes away from someone else, but in reality, we come from an infinite source an infinite intelligence that has infinite amounts of resources. And trust me when I tell you, when you ask for something, when you want something, the whole entire universe conspires to bring it to you. And it's not taking from anyone. It's not taking away from other people. It's not taking food away from the homeless. Trust me, (laughs) it is all meant for you. And you are allowed to have that abundance and that life and that love and whatever it is that you're searching for, Mm -hmm. because there's a reason why your soul ached for it is because it was meant for you. Correct. Uh, How can my audience find you? So you can find me on Facebook as Queenager VIP. That's also my Instagram handle. You can find me there. Um, you can find me at the Get Out of Her Damn Way Summit coming on September 27th, 28th, 29th. I'll be a speaker at that summit. And you can also find me on my website at queenagervip.com. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And then you also have an ebook. I have an ebook coming out October 1st called revitalize and reignite reclaiming your passion and i'm very excited about that that will be available on my website as well and through teachable oh perfect all right thank you for being on the podcast thank you so much i have had a great time and i can't wait to uh to help more women thank you again for listening to journey of a fearless female i'm your host paola rosser If you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual mentor, you can book a free discovery call with me at www.fearlessfemale.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at fearlessfemale underscore coach, subscribe to my YouTube channel at fearlessfemale or find me on TikTok. I'm under at paola.rosser. And if you love this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, share it with your friends and leave a review. I read every single review and I truly appreciate the time you spend writing it.